This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. If you're a business leader needing to get away from the daily grind and receive fresh vision, make sure to visit them online, www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon. We're so grateful that you tuned in. We have an incredible show for you. I can't wait for you to hear, but first, just to ask it. For you guys to connect with us online, Martha, we've got so many different ways for people to connect with us. Why don't you give them a couple of those ways? We do, Jim. So if they go to our, our website, which is iworkforhim.com, I work the number four him.com, there they can get connected to pretty much everything else we have out there, whether it's on social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know, we also have our listener line. So people can call in to 866-713-9675 and they can leave us up to a minute message. We would love to hear from them and any comments or, um, you know, just a connection that they want to make with us. So that's a great way to do that. Again, it's 866-713-9675. Hey, shout out to all of our stations out there all over Tampa Bay and all over the First Coast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Hey, so let me just ask you this question. What happens when a community, when a county is impacted by Christ followers willing to live out their faith in their work? Does their excellence influence those around them? Is their community being blessed do christ followers have to be vocal about their faith in order to make an impact i can't wait for you to find this out as we talk to a whole bunch of people from pasco county florida these are government servants who are living out their faith in their work through demonstrating excellence and love while effectively executing their job every day. I'm going to introduce you to them as we broadcast here in Pasco County, Florida, at the headquarters of the Pasco County Economic Development Council. Thanks to Bill Cronin for arranging all of this. And I just want you to understand, I heard about what God was doing in Pasco County many years ago, and it's fantastic to finally get to meet the people behind their influence in Pasco County. We're so excited. Thank you so much, Bill Cronin, for having us here at your Economic Development Council. Oh, we're happy to host you and happy for you to actually see this firsthand. It, it's fun to hear it. Okay, so around the table for the first half of the show, we've got Sheriff Chris Nako. We've got Brian Corley. He, well, everybody knows what Sheriff Chris Nako is. You see him on TV all the time. Hey, Brian, sheriff, the sheriff part kind of gets The sheriff part doesn't get away. Does too, get away. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I have to be really careful what I say. All right, yeah. Brian Corley's here. He's a supervisor of elections here in Pasco County. And Bill Cronin, he's, what do they call you, the chief dog superman of Pasco County Economic I Development. I didn't bring a cape today, so it's, it's, it's president and CEO. Oh, okay. So you didn't bring the cape. Okay. All right. So I want to go around the table. We always ask this question of every person that comes on I Work For Him. How did you become a follower of Jesus? Sheriff, Chris Nako, you first. Um, the big thing is I've been blessed in my life to have people around me that have led me on the path of God and, you know, growing up with parents that have a deep faith and, you know, bringing me to church as a kid. I grew up in, in um, uh, faith-based schools growing up. And so I had that connection, but you know, it's when I met my wife, Bridget, that, you know, I started building that close relationship to God. And I think that's what really has helped me throughout my years is because having that foundation, my parents bringing me up in the church with the faith, but then Bridget encouraged me to have the relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And it's that relationship that has helped me throughout the day when I'm working or when I'm doing stuff, because it's believing that there's somebody right there with you, guiding you, protecting you, that makes your job so much easier and makes your life much better. Mm, fantastic. Bill Cronin, what about you? How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I, I did have Christian influences at home growing up, but uh, after college, I mean, college kind of led me astray. It doesn't really promote being a believer. And um, uh, I was actually a Buddhist for about 28 years. And uh, my son at age 14, or I should say God worked through my son at age 14 to bring our whole family to Christ uh, back in 2011. So I'm, I'm still pretty new in, in my walk, and it has just 
reinforced um, every single thing that I do, whether it be work or um, or at home. So we, we're quite lucky that the families on this trajectory together, and mm. we've had that experience. Mm. Brian Corley, Supervisor of Elections right here in Pasco County. Talk to us about how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Kind of unusual journey, I should say. I Any grew- more unusual than growing up Buddhist? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that, no. Um, so as a, as a young child, I always had a very strong personal faith and a personal belief. Didn't didn't really understand what that faith was. I just knew it, it, was, it was God in my heart. But uh, I was a drummer as a very young man, and and I, and I love music, and I have this quirk when um, I have to know what lyrics are and what they mean. Always had that, and uh, I fell in love with the, the rock band U2 at like age ten, and was enamored with and looking at their lyrics. Pretty much ninety percent of their songs contain scripture, and I was like eleven, twelve years old, and I just found that riveting. So that kind of pushed me to be honest with you. I found it fascinating, and and like Bill said, I'm. I'm Relatively new in my walk, I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior back in 2013, and I would personally thank Pastor Greg Johnson from Generations Church, who uh, started going there and and just felt that connection and and felt the calling to uh, to to begin my journey. You guys all serve in government capacities, Sheriff Chris Nako. You have at what point in time did you realize that it was okay to serve as a sheriff that you could actually have a ministry as a sheriff that your faith really that it was okay to connect your faith and your work as a sheriff here in Pasco County. Who helped you make those connections? Yeah, I actually started early on in my career when I was a street officer up in Northern Virginia in Fairfax um, on Sundays, I would, instead of going, you know, your lunch break or I was working day shift, when going to lunch break, I'd actually go to church. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, Hey, I'm switching. I'm going to church, but you can, you know, reach me on radio. And it's funny because people come up to me at first, they were like, what's going on? Why is there someone uniform standing in church? <laughs> and um, then they recognize, oh, he's just, you know, he's standing here. He's doing so he's here for service. And people start putting that together. And actually I had, you know, supervisors come to me and they're like, hey, were you at church? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, let me see what they're going to say. They're saying, hey, that's good. You know, everybody's calling me up saying, hey, we're glad that you were there. They felt safer. They felt this is great. But then I think as time went on, you know, even as sheriff, you connect that when people are at their lowest, they need somebody there to give them hope. Right. And that's what we see all the time. And so I think, you know, when people think about law enforcement officers, you know, they always think, you know, we are there at the worst times. Mm. People never call us because they're having a great day and they're like, well, let's call the sheriff's office up because this is the <laughs> best day of our lives. They call us at the worst time. And if we can go there and if our ministry is the fact that we're giving people hope and if mm. they recognize and then they say, well, why are you, you know, you have a deep faith. And then they look at us and start asking us questions. Those are things that I think help build a community up because it's not what, usually what we say that makes the impact. It's what we do that makes the impact. Do you want those phone calls? People having a great day. We really appreciate you at the sheriff's department. <laughs> it would just overload our system. I mean, but at the same time, as you, if, if, if people call us and say, hey, thanks for everything you do, that's a great day. But yeah. at the same time, is we recognize, and this is those things we, we deal with our members, and we have a family support network with our chaplain's lead within the sheriff's office for the spouses and for the children because – this is a stressful career on them. Sure and, and, and so I recognize that it's not just ministry, you know, going out there and trying to protect citizens. It's our own people within the sheriff's office that need a lot of healing for everything they see every day. Hmm. Bill, what about you? At what point in time as Pasco County economic development guy, you at what point in time did you know, you've been a Christ follower just seven years when I mean, and sometimes that's an advantage because you didn't you know, you weren't raised all churchy. 
how, how, how were you able to realize that while you're called to be part of economic development, and I know, I know you weren't even in Pasco County then seven years ago, were you? Right, right. right. I was in Atlanta then. Yeah. yeah. So how did, who told you, how did you learn that your faith, that it really, that it was okay to plug your faith in Jesus into what you do with excellence each and every day as an economic development guy here in Pasco County? Yeah, it's, it's not really a stretch when you look at um, what we do, because we create jobs, we create prosperity. And we're helping people. So so it was really easy for me to see where the scripts are aligned with what we do to help people. But like but like Sheriff said too, people call us they're not calling us because they're doing great at business. They call us because they have obstacles and they have challenges and they need some help getting unstuck. And and once again, hope seems to be that that message that um is interwoven through the conversation because when we're helping them to grow their business, to create jobs, to create prosperity and opportunities for, for our local residents, it's creating hope for them for the next day. Cause, cause it's not going to happen automatically and it takes some encouragement and, uh, and that aligns perfectly uh, with what Jesus told us to do as, as we go out and make disciples. Mm. Brian Corley, supervisor of elections. And there's nothing more contentious than elections these days in the United States of America. Talk to us about how did you realize that, that, that a call to government, that a call to being the supervisor of elections, that your faith in Christ could make a really positive impact on that office. Who told you to connect your faith in your work? God, um, quite frankly, um, like most things, it's, it wasn't my doing. It was being pushed in that direction. You know, I grew up in a law enforcement family. My father was a law enforcement officer for 30 years and people all, it's very common to follow your father's footsteps. Sure it is. The family yeah. business. There you go. And, and, um, it just wasn't my thing. And so I kind of was a government election geek, even at age 10. I remember watching the, uh, the Reagan Carter debates and, and just fell in love with it and didn't necessarily say this is my calling, but again, was pushed that way. Started out in a career in public service and uh, fell in love with it. Started out working for the clerk of the circuit court. Um, worked out pretty well because I met my wife there, got married, and I've uh, been married be 20 years in a couple of weeks. Congratulations. Two, thank you. Thank you. Uh, two children out of it. And then from there, I went to work at the sheriff's office and and uh, sort of fell into what I do now. So I'm very blessed. When we come back, lots more from Pasco County as we're talking with a whole bunch of government officials that are making an impact, just living out their faith in the work by doing excellent work at the headquarters of Pasco County Economic Development Council. Thanks so much to Bill Cronin, who's made all this possible. Bill, what drew you to Pasco County? What was it about this county that you said, I want to go there? You know, that's that's really interesting because I, I was in Florida once before, worked at the state level, was a director of commerce for South Carolina, Worked at the city of Atlanta, worked in the city of Charlotte, and a lot of people said, "Okay, how did you, how did that trajectory include Pasco County?" And uh, when I heard about some of the alignment, uh, especially the penny for Pasco uh, sales tax here, where the residents have actually pushed for things like security, education, uh, and economic development, that was really forward thinking. And I said, "Okay, mm-hmm. that means there's a group here that that gets what I do and they understand it." Uh, but also the very same day, and I don't know if any of my, my peers here know this, the very same day that a recruiter called me to come to, to Pasco, to consider Pasco, uh, my son called and said, hey, Dad, I'm thinking about going to a Bible institute my first year of college. And I said, really? I said, we've, we've learned you know, to support that. And, uh, and, and he said, where would you want to go? He said, what's well, this place called Florida Word of Life Bible Institute? <laughs> and I said, Gee. wow, that sounds really familiar. And, and a couple of my friends from Michigan, where I grew up, actually were <laughs> there. I, I contacted on Facebook. I said, is this where you're at? And they said, oh yeah, we'd love to have Billy come and join us. I said, so where are you located? And they said, 
Pasco County, Florida. <laughs> and uh, and I've, I've long since felt that, that God continues to give me these big, bold signs, these flashing lights and arrows that direct me. Wow. And, and that, um, That's nice. He must think I'm kind of dense sometimes yeah. because he gives me a lot of direction. <laughs> so it wasn't a hard choice. To the whole here. crowd in the room would all like those big, bold signs, wouldn't we? Yeah. That's big right. billboards. That's right. Life, so. Go this direction. So, right. Bill, tell us how, since we're um, talking about your job and coming here to Pasco County, how do you see your faith and your work impacting this county for good? Yeah, well, I've, I've got to, uh, one, one, the nature of the job in terms of helping people um, create jobs and opportunities and, mm-hmm. and prosperity, it, it, it really makes a difference. Every day we, we go home and, and we sleep well, but nine to five is not enough for our staff. And uh, we've learned not to compartmentalize our life and actually uh, make sure what we're doing nine to five, we're doing at home and vice versa. A friend of mine once shared, he, he said, you know, sometimes uh, you know, Jesus said, go out and and spread the word, and 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 he adds on to it. He says, and sometimes actually preach the gospel. In other words, show the gospel through what you do and through your actions, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's allowed us to to help people. And sometimes we don't even have to have the the Bible in front of us to be able to to spread the gospel in the, in the way that Jesus wanted us to. I mean, it's often our excellence really is demonstrating that. And, and that's really what it is. Sheriff Chris Naka, what about, what about you as the sheriff of a, of a county of a half a million people, you've seen it grow on, just in the years that you've been the sheriff, you've seen this county grow and it's growing. And I mean, you see the traffic jams you have. <laughs> Talk about how is the, how are, how is your faith and work impacting this county, Pasco County, Florida for good? Yeah, I know that's, it's so difficult a lot of times because People watch national news and they watch all the news and they just see all this, you know, people just arguing with each other, you know, people just upset. And I I think one of the things we always tell, you know, we'll go to high schools and we'll talk to the kids and we'll say, look, we can control what goes on in our corners of the county. And so our impact within the county is, you know, working with people. And I think through the faith, you recognize, you know, you use the word mission. And I think that is a mission because we're trying to build it up. And I think as a growing county, if people are moving here at such a rapid rate and, you know, we are blessed to have great leaders in this county and people recognize they work well together. Everything works well. I think we can be a different standard than everywhere else across the country because that it's about working together. It's about teamwork. And I think that's what Christ would want us to be is to show that demonstration that people working together. And like you said before, you know, um, I, I don't know. You know. Jesus probably wouldn't have a political party. He'd be like, just get things done for the right reasons and, and mm-hmm. do good on this earth. And I think if that's the mission of every leader is don't worry about parties, just go out there and do good and make people's lives better, I think we're more successful. I want to think if we're living out our faith, if, if we're followers of Jesus, everything that flows out of us should naturally be good, mm-hmm. and it should naturally be impacting those around us in a positive way, and, and that's really what it is. So, Brian, how about for you, as the supervisor of elections, how do you see your faith and your work impacting this county for good? Well, it's it's like you all say, it's it's not just on Sunday, it's 9 to 5, and quite frankly, like you said, uh, it's flowing from your life. To me, it's. I'd like to think it's actions. Um, you know, one of my one of my uh, team likes to say, "Speed of the leader, speed of the team." And I think people look at you, your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, are you trustworthy? Are you honest? Um, I know the sheriff eloquently spoke of teamwork, and I would put those in this room um, as far as working together with constitutional officers and 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 being moral and doing the right thing when no one's looking. That speaks volumes, and I think people look to that and 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 makes them maybe inquisitive as wow that's that's refreshing in our in our public officials and maybe that leads to discussion of why and mm-hmm. that could lead to further discussions which can be beneficial to all obviously well how wonderful to live in a county where people can say you know i trust the people that i that are leading us 
and all of those things that can play out, whether it's the teamwork or whether it's the, you know, whatever it is, they, they can feel that it's moving in a positive direction. Yeah, we've often joked about we should move to Pasco County. The sinkholes kind of freak me out, but we should move to Pasco County because there's so many incredible. The movement of God in this county is renowned in this state. And we've only heard of one other city in the country where the elected officials are getting together and praying together and trying to make an impact. Modesto, California is the only other place we've heard of where it's it's well known. People are living it out. All right. Jim, Chris, can, Jim, can we strike the St. Cole from the show? Is that possible? Is that yeah. possible? We're, so. we're touchy about that. <laughs> I bet you are. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you Since are. Since my house had yeah. one. Oh. It just is. It makes it more it exciting. It increases your prayer it, that's life. That's right. It right? increases your faith. All right. I want to make sure I get this question answered <laughs> yeah. by all of you guys. Is, is Sheriff Chris Naka, you first. Is there a need for more Christ followers to work in the sheriff's office? I, I think I think so. And it's interesting. You know, and I understand there is a, a view of Jesus as soft and just, you know, cuddly, like, oh, Jesus is, you know, he'll never rest anybody because, you know, she's, but I'm reading a book. It's called Jesus is an Airborne Ranger. And there's probably people out there like, what is Snocko reading? But it just shows that, you know, <laughs> I know Senator Fasano's probably like, what's wrong with Nako? Uh, <laughs> but there's, there's, it just shows that, you know, when you have to be, there has to be consequences, you know, either from the Old Testament or New Testament, you recognize that throughout the Bible, there is a belief there is consequences because there's going to be a final judgment. He's a just God. Yeah. And I think from a law enforcement perspective, we need people who have morals, who have a following, because that's what's going to make us better. Because you are, you know, there's not 50 deputies that are all seen. You're by yourself a lot of times and you have to make moral decisions. You have to make ethical decisions. And I think that's when you come in. And you know what? When people are at the worst when situations are at the worst, you see people at their best. And that's where I think you need people to make a direct impact. And if people are looking to make a, de- a direct impact in this world, I think it's one of the best ways to do that is to go out there as a law enforcement officer because you save lives, you protect people. And as long as you have that ethics and morals, when you get judged at the very end, you're gonna be, God will be very proud of you. Bill, how about for you? In your area, do you think there's a room for more Christ followers? Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think it's a, a question of we're, we're in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And as, as servants in the kingdom, we're, we're going to continue to be asked to do more and more and more. And, um, and I don't know what it's, I do know what it's like to, to not be a believer and work in this environment and to be a believer in the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll tell you, through the years, nobody's ever asked me to do less. Uh, they always ask you to do more. And I think in order to be able to have that firm, um, foundation from which you can step forward. You've got to have somebody that's got your back. Uh, I know Sheriff Nako's got my back, but I know God's got my back and he's got his back as well too, uh, so that we're able to move forward and deliver as public servants, whether it's economic development or, or any department Mm -hmm. that that we're in. Uh, And I think the mindset also changes when you're looking at doing it for him uh, rather than doing it for yourself. It's no longer a, a nine to five type situation where you're punching the clock and instead you're, you're looking at the kingdom as a whole and your part in, in our short time here on this earth. Not to put a plug in for government workers, but you know, everybody else outside of government, nobody works nine to five. Okay. Just so you know, I, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's in our tagline, That's right, it's in it, you we know, know it's not there. I, I'm just being funny. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Corley, talk to us as, as the supervisor of elections. Is there a need for more people in your office? Do you need more government workers that love Jesus? Short answer, yes. When these gentlemen were talking, I was just imagining what it would be like to get a stack of resumes and to see um, a resume from Christ. That would be the ultimate resume of all time, I believe. 
but uh, like yeah we need people that 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 want to serve you know being a public servant is is a unique you have unique stakeholders mm-hmm. you know uh we we don't have a board of directors we don't have uh, shareholders we our stakeholders are the citizens right and they need us and so we need people that want to serve that have the ability to you know we live in in such a, a polarized climate right now particularly in my line of work. So people that can, um, much like in law enforcement, diffuse situations because people are very, very bitter and very angry. And we need to get over that. We, we preach civility in our office. And I think that's something that would be very, very helpful for someone who in that type of situation. Yet it's true. You're not just hiring just Christ followers. You guys didn't all get together and say, hey, let's just all run for office. Did you guys get together and, and all say, hey, we're our Christ followers. Let's all run for office. This just happened. This was a move of God, wasn't it, Chris Nacco? Yeah, I, th- I think it just comes to ha- uh, just. It just happens that way. You know, God does things. You never know. That's the thing. You never know in the world why God opens up the door, but there's a reason. And when you get through that door, you better make the most out of it. But I think another point, too, is we talk about people that we hire. And I think if anybody reads the Bible, but you took out, like in today's world, where unfortunately Christians are persecuted. But if you took out the word Jesus said, and you just put the words... I think people will be like, oh, wow, who is that guru yeah, who right. says all that stupid stuff? And, so, right. and I think that, that, I think, you know, Christians, if you follow the Bible, I got treat it about respect. I got yes. it. Sheriff Chris Nacco, thank you so much for being on yeah. the air. Brian Corley, thanks for being on the air. And Bill Cronin, thanks for arranging all this. Thank you guys for all being on I Work for him today. Thank right. you. God bless you. We've gotten the second half of the show. We're talking with Gary Joyner. He's the property appraiser here in Pasco County. We've got Mike Fasano. He's the tax collector. That's right. Don't throw any eggs at the show today. All right. When we've got Dr. Paula O'Neill, she's the clerk and comptroller of courts right here in, in Pasco County. And I'll let them all describe what they do. But thank you, all three of you, for joining us on I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. All right. We always ask this question. Paula, we'll start with you. Ladies first. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, when I was in seventh grade... The, there was a church, I lived in St. Louis, there was a church that sent a bus around to different neighborhoods to pick up kids for Friday night club. Sure. So I went to Friday night club and you could learn, you could earn sashes and badges and I'm kind of a, um, overachiever in that way. I like all that <laughs> stuff. So therefore uh, the doctor, but anyway, Paula they did lead O'Neill. me to Christ. Very yeah. cool. Aww. It was great. So Seventh it was a bus grade. ministry. It was, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, very cool. We're still in contact with some of them as well. Neat. It's always really cool to go back to those people that had the impact on our lives that led us to Christ and thank them over and over again. Yep. I was talking to my old youth pastor yesterday who 40 years ago had that impact on my life. And uh, it's just good to remind them, hey, you made an impact. And 40 yeah. years later, it's paying off. Mike Fasano, tax collector here in Pasco County. Talk to us about how you became a follower of Jesus. Well, thank you very much. Good morning. You know, um, uh, I guess you could say there are believers and then there's a follow- followers of Christ. And uh, when I was young, of course, uh, growing up as a Catholic, uh, we believed in God. But we didn't, uh, you know, go to church much or anything like that. It took my father passing away when I was 15 and, and waiting several years after that before um, uh, some very good friends said to me, uh, come on, let's uh, let's go to church, back to Catholic church, which I did. And from there it grew. And uh, and uh, and because of that, uh, great things have happened for me and for people around me. Mm. It's fantastic when we start to actually connect that knowledge with our heart and go, wow, wow, this this Jesus thing, it's real. It, it impacted me. Because so many people go to church and it doesn't impact them. All right, okay, so Gary Joyner, what about you? How did you become a follower of Jesus? Good morning. Oh, I would have to say probably much like everyone else, you know, we all went to church as children. And I have to say when I was younger, it probably didn't mean as much. You had to go because mom and dad wanted you to go. But I have to tell you, it was probably about 36 years ago this month uh, when I actually started dating my wife. Uh, Her family was firm, firm, still is firm believers. Two of her brothers are ministers. 
Um, so if I wanted to be in that family and wanted to date her, guess what you had to do? Go to church. And you had to go to church. And uh, I'll tell you, it made a huge difference, and it has every since. That's fantastic. All right, so then how did you, who helped you make that connection between your faith and your work? Paula, we got to talk off the air a little bit. How did you, you've been working in the government service 31 years. That's what you told me. You told me, so I'm bringing it up. Okay, 31 (laughs) years. But at what point in time did you say, wow, it's really important that I live out my faith and my work? Talk to us. Who who helped you make that connection? I mean, I think you have to do that everywhere. It's not that I do that for my work. It's my faith. So it's how I choose to live. And, you know, things happen at work, but you always have that integrity and honesty, all of those things that are key when you're a follower of Christ or just to be a good person. I just try to do that. So it's not just in my work. I try to do that everywhere I go. Everywhere you go. That's right. You know, I love if people could have seen your face in that moment and and the the sincerity of what you were saying that, of you know, it's just part of who I am. But a lot of people have chosen, whether they meant to or not, to compartmentalize that and to leave mm-hmm. Jesus at the door. Mm-hmm. And what that really tells us is that it didn't impact their full life. You know, Jesus is here to change all of us. And that means all 24-7. So that's why we're on the air is to give people that inspiration and say, this is what it looks like in my workplace. And what a great thing that we can do that today in a setting with all um, elected officials. So... um what about you, um, Mike Fasano? How are how was there a point in time where you connected your faith and work, or um, what was that difference for you? Yeah, because you fully, you served in the state senate yes. too. So I mean, you, you're a politician. So I mean, at what point in time did I mean did you make that connection? That's yeah. a great question. And I uh, when I first got elected in 1994 to the Florida House of Representatives, um, uh, I should never have won, you know. But I think because of of my faith because of, uh, I think, dedicated people, hardworking people. I was successful, or we were successful. And uh, one of the first things that when I got up there, I happened to meet a, a great person. His name is Dan Webster, who's now a congressman uh, that represents uh, Citrus and Hernando County and other areas north and, and east of in Florida. And um, he, um, because of his leadership, because of his belief because of of him following Christ because of so many other things he brought honesty trusting um, character integrity uh, something that I could I could follow and because of that uh, that has helped me immensely of course he went on to be the first Republican speaker since Reconstruction Uh, just a great leader and uh, uh, we would have a fellowship Christian fellowship uh, Mm -hmm. every Tuesday morning during session and that has that helped me immensely of uh, of doing good and doing the right things Mm -hmm. Hmm. I love that that's that's fantastic Gary Joyner property appraiser here in Pasco County who helped you connect your faith in your work how did that look for you I think part of it had to go back to my wife and her family and it was always um, I think in someone had mentioned a little while ago, I uh, basically always feel like you're and I, and I work, I've worked for two great gentlemen my whole career. I've got 35 years in government. I spent 33 years in the tax collector's office, but I worked for two great gentlemen, uh, Mike being one of them. Mm. But it was always, you know, realize you're in a fishbowl and everybody watches what you do. Yeah. And you have to be careful. And it is the 24-7. It's not just the 8 to 5 and sure, you go home and be a whole different. games and everywhere, yeah. <clears throat> It is. It's uh, constantly, you know, no matter where you go. So, it, you know, someone mentioned a while ago, it's, uh, you know, it's perception and things like that. So I believe it was that. Um, 
And it was also, you know, I, I learned before Mike became tax collector, one way of looking at life and how we go about things. And then Mike came on board and you look at it as another whole, another glass to look through. Uh, so I've had, like I say, great opportunities, you know, between family and for working for two great gentlemen to uh, see how life should be led. Mm. All right. Here, here's probably the toughest question I'm going to ask this, this time. Okay. Mike Fasano, you're the tax collector. Just the name. I and mean, it's like, ah, he's a tax collector. <laughs> How do you see your faith connected with your work as tax collector impacting Pasco County for good? Uh, one of the things that f- the first thing I did when I became tax collector is, uh, uh, is try and change the, uh, the mood of, uh, of many of our important people that work in the tax collectors, all of them, in fact, because they all play a role in that tax collector office. Uh, sadly and unfortunately, we found that many of our employees were collecting food stamps. That's wrong. Uh, any person who is working today, especially in government, sh- who's struggling, uh, single moms, in fact, we had mm, many of them working sure. for us, uh, having to collect food stamps. We stopped that immediately, not stopped them from getting food stamps, but we increased their salaries. The starting salary was $9.25. It's now going to be $15 an hour by the end of this year. That's four years. And because of that, people are now able to do things that maybe they were never able to do before and share that with others within their community and their church. Uh, So we were successful in doing that. We've also, even though we're the tax collector, we do many other response, have many other responsibilities with the tax collector's office with motor vehicle service and the list goes on. But what we did do is we brought something unique to a tax collector office because we we have the ability to reach out and touch people on a monthly basis. 50,000 people visit our five offices each month. We now, for the last four years, have collected $550,000 for nonprofit organizations in Pasco, many of them faith-based, uh, because we will take one organization, make them our charity of the month, hmm. put buckets out there, get the message out in our monthly notices to those who are registering a car or a vehicle. And because of that, people donate and they want to contribute. They want to be part- part- uh, participate. And because of that, we've helped the community. And, and you have some amazing nonprofits in this, in this county. I think the one that comes to mind right away is, of course, the Smile Faith Foundation, which has made such huge impact in this county. And that was one of them that we had as our charity of the month a great organization that I had the pleasure and the honor of meeting when I was a legislator. Excellent. Yeah, it just, and just the impact of giving people back their smile. All right, Paula, as the, you know, working in the, the court system, the clerk and comptroller, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that really means. That means you're in charge of the courts and you're controlling the money. Is that what that means? That you get, you yes. Have, okay. Yeah, she just says that with this really good. <laughs> yes, I got yes. the money. Yes, Jim, that's what I do. That's right, okay. <laughs> How do you see Pasco County better? Because or, or, or better off because you're living out your faith in your work as the clerk and comptroller in Pasco County. So I, can, I think I can start with our mission statement. Our mission statement is we serve with integrity, professionalism, and compassion as we safeguard our customers' interests. And not very many government mission statements have compassion in it. Mm-hmm. But we have compassion. We hire for attitude. It's very important. Mm-hmm. When Thank people you. come to the courthouse... It's not a good day normally. They're probably <laughs> 90 typically. to 95% of our customers are in a tough situation. We're not there to judge. So we want compassionate teammates to greet them, to tell them how to get to a better day. There's always a better day ahead. And what steps do they need to take to get there? So we try to just work with them very calmly, very patiently, so that they know how they can get to a better day. Mm. We try to change the culture to um, just really be positive 
and uh, for everybody to make a difference. We have a charity organization as well, Clerks for a Cure, started out helping the American Cancer Society because we had so many cancer survivors and fighters, and now we um, are supporting other charities as well. Hmm, fantastic. So. Gary Joyner, property appraiser here in Pasco County. You're telling people how much money they're going to have to pay based on their property values. I mean, so people don't necessarily always like you, I imagine. But how do you <laughs> see, as your faith and your work, work come together, how do you see it benefiting to the good of Pasco County? I'll, I'll tell you, when I first took office, one of the, I think one of my biggest challenges was to uh, convince staff um, that we were going to be fair and equitable just inside the organization, not as a whole to the half a million people that live here. But it was hard to even get staff to to realize we were going to be fair and equal inside. And once we did that, uh, it became very easy for staff to realize to smile and have a good time. Mm. We've all had a bad time in our lives, and I've been there myself. I've had where I had nothing as a child, and today I'm extremely blessed to have what we have. Uh, so it was trying to do the same thing with the staff to realize, you know, you have a great position here. You have a great duty to the public, and we do. All of us do that sit in this room uh, and to live that out. And once we did that, I think it was so much easier to have staff go with us and show the public, you know, we're here to help you. We're not here against you. We're not. And one of the things we did is we don't want to be a typical government worker. And that was one of the things when we got there is I always... I shouldn't say this, but I changed our web address and I changed our email address from a government to Pasco PA because I wanted to be able to stand on our own and stand for us, not just we're not typical government. We're here to make a difference, and that's why we, we did those things. In the second half of the show here, we're talking with Gary Joyner. He's the property appraiser. We've got Dr. Paula O'Neill. She's the clerk and comptroller, and we've got Mike Fasano. He's the tax collector. That's right. So, you know, I just want to say one thing about um, what I'm learning about Pasco County before we go into our next question, and that is the fact that you all have done an amazing job of adjusting culture mm -hmm. because a lot of people look at government and they think of negative. They think of, you know, uh, whatever it might be. Oh, you, you, you're going to tell me I owe money. Okay, but it's much bigger than that. And so you've turned it around. Each one of you have said in different ways. We realize that when people come to us, it's often not the best day of their life, whether it's the sheriff or the tax collector or wherever it is. So I just want to commend and shout out to that and encourage our listeners that whatever place of, that God has them in work, that they're looking at that as well and going, you know, who's coming to me and how can I better serve them rather than be a taskmaster or whatever it might be, because you're really changing the culture of your whole county. And I think it's getting noticed because it's just, it's a positive spin because you're there out to, to serve those people. And so I want to thank you for that and keep doing it. Um, so as we talk about that, Mike Fasano, what kind of miracles of God have you seen in the tax, in your work, specifically maybe in the tax collector office? Thank you. We, we talked earlier about the ability to help others, and mm -hmm. we've done that through our charity of the month. And many yeah. of those charities are doing things today. Uh, for instance, um, uh, a fire, which is an organization in downtown Newport Ritchie that provides help to those who are challenged, disabled. Uh, because of our uh, putting them as charity of the month last month, they were able to now put a roof on on their facility mm -hmm. you know a new roof which they needed uh, badly uh, it's things like that whether you call those miracles or not I'll let someone else make that decision mm -hmm. but we we 
cho- uh, uh, we make uh, make our customers as our constituents, people who we want to help. Not everybody comes to us every day with a tax problem or a motor vehicle problem. They come to us maybe with a different problem. So we've hired, for instance, a customer advocate to help that individual out. We had someone just the other day that had nothing to do with tax collector issues, but they didn't know where to turn. Mm. But they knew they could come to us and we would get them some help or at least direct them where they need to go to get that help. And people appreciate that. So many times we have individuals and sadly constituents call government and government puts them Gives them some somewhere. We get put in the exactly. phone in the voicemail system. Exactly. Oh, and we don't want that. Right. We don't want that to happen to the tax collector's office. We want to make sure if you call our office, we're going to get you some help. We had one person yesterday who was in one state who had their car pa- compa- uh, uh, impounded in another state. <laughs> didn't know what to do. Our call center associates got it taken care of for them. And in his email to me, he called that a miracle. Wow. And so when I see that. That makes me feel good and know that we're helping people. Taking care of it. Paula O'Neill, clerk and comptroller. So you're involved in the court system here in Pasco County. How does your work give you a unique vantage point into the brokenness of our world? Well, thank you. We have teammates in court every single day of the year, including Christmas, Easter, every single day. And they see testimony. They They meet witnesses and victims. We have people who are behind on child support or who have just experienced a death in their family. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of reasons why people have the opportunity to come to the clerk and controller's office. So we see a lot of unique situations, and it's easy to pretend those don't happen, but they do face us every day. And we have teammates who are very uh, skilled at helping people get through those situations. Challenges, everybody has challenges. We probably have a little more uh, insight into what's going on in that arena because of that. How often, I mean, and you've got a lot of staff people. How many people work in your side of the government? So we have 350 teammates. That's a lot of people. And, and so you're dealing with brokenness among, on your team, too. I mean, people come, to, people come to work, they got a lot. I mean, the issues we have at home come to work with us. How often do you get prompted to pray in your heart for the people that you work alongside? I mean, because that's that's one of those things. That's a real ministry every day, all day long. And sometimes um, in situations when I visit them in the hospital, I ask if we can pray together. And it's very important. I mean, every day people are challenged. And you're right. You know, everybody just because you work behind the counter doesn't mean sometimes you have to step out and step up to the counter and take care of a problem. Mm. I do want to say we do have some fun things, though. We do ma- marriage licenses and passports. So we do have <laughs> you get you know, some fun record stuff. deeds to new homes. And so yes. there's a lot of fun things. Exciting we get to things do. happening. That's a good point. That's right. That's right. All right. So Gary Joyner, uh, property appraiser. So you choose which direction you want to go. Have you seen, how have you seen God at work in what you do, or how have you seen, how does your job give you a unique view into the brokenness of the world? Which, which, which way you want to go with that one? I can probably go both. Uh, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I think one of the, personally, and I think a lot of the staff is, you know, we try to help as many charities as we can also. You know, we, unfortunately, we don't have the customer volume that, say, the tax collector or the clerk's office has, but we try to do what we can, and mostly it's staff that contributes and is now wants to be a part of things. And we have done anything from packed meals on wheels, uh, delivered Christmas presents to the homebound 
at Christmas time to the Pace Center for Girls, you know, the so we've done a lot of those things, but I would have to say personally, um, I run an organization that does a, a, a great Christmas service at, uh, it's a drive-through Christmas lights, about a mile and a half worth of Christmas lights and so forth at Christmas Holy time. Holy smokes, that's a lot of Christmas lights. Well, I have to tell you, the first night we put it back on this year, and the first night we didn't have a Santa, and I heard a lot of the kids coming through saying, is Santa here tonight, is Santa here tonight, and unfortunately we had to say no. Well, before the night was over, I told my wife, I'm going to find a Santa suit, and it will be Santa tomorrow night. <laughs> and sure enough, somebody else had one, and I had to do it. But I'll tell you, I think I had the most fun. My wife yeah. was an elf, and I was a Santa. And I think what I got the most out of it is, is you would see the kids, the families that would stop, and the car's doors wouldn't open, or the windows wouldn't roll down. They were broken, and they would get out and take pictures with you. And then a few of the parents would go, I think I know you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm Santa. They're like, no, I know who you are. And But then you got the thank yous. And it was, you know, we can't afford to go to the mall and have our picture taken with Santa. Thank you for letting us do this. You know, it meant the world to the kids. And the kids would come back again, and I would get cards and cookies and things like that. So you knew you were doing the right thing. So you're going to be it, Santa again good. this year, aren't you? I am. So, <laughs> for the cookies. So the cookies. So for unfortunately, you know, every Friday and Saturday night, I was Santa, and we gave out candy canes and uh, shook hands with every child that came through, and it was many. But it was well worth it. I think awesome. I had more smiles than they did, probably. Yeah. I imagine. All right, so let's talk, you three, about – Encouraging those people that are listening today to get involved in government service and serving the and serving the citizens of the counties that they're in. Because we get people listening to this all over the country. So really quick, thirty seconds or so a piece. Mike Fasano, we'll start with you. Talk to talk to those listening about why it's worthwhile getting involved in 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 the legislature side, which you've done, and now that you're in, in government service and the tax collector's office, why is it worthwhile? Why should more Christ followers get involved? Because you can help. You can provide a service. You can uh, get that message out about how, inspo- how important it is to help others. You have the ability. You have that ability, especially, especially our young people today who are thinking about maybe getting involved in the political world or working for a government entity. There are so many opportunities, but the most important part of it is that you can make a difference, and that's the key. And that difference is of spreading positive, honesty, character, and, and helping those who maybe are less fortunate than us. Mm-hmm. Gary Jorner, Property Appraiser Office. How would you address that same question? Gosh, I would have to almost echo what Mike said. I think the <laughs> most I, uh, part of it is also is all of us that sit in this room. We all get along together, and it makes our job so much easier. You know, you, you hear of counties and cities or everything where the, the, the elected officials don't get along. Mm-hmm. We do. We laugh. We joke. We have a good time. If I have an issue, I can easily pick up the phone and get it resolved by calling any of these ladies and gentlemen. It, it's so simple and it's so easy. And that's what makes the job fun. It really does. It's not a, gosh, I hate to get up and go to work today. It's, I can't wait to get up and go to work today to see what we can do, see what we can change. And when you do see change, it does make you feel good and know that we're all trying to do the right thing. Excellent. Paula, what about you? Well, I think I, I remember my pastor a while ago saying everybody should, you know, we need more Christians in office. And I was working for the government at the time, and I was like, well, I'm doing my part. But then when an opportunity came along, God put everything in place for me to run for office, and I'm so honored to have that. But you can either complain about government or try to get involved and be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I think, you know, my fellow um, constitutional officers are there trying to help people every day. 
Mm, Makes a difference. It's fantastic. Dr. Paula O'Neill, Clerk and Comptroller for Pasco County. Thanks for being on iWork for him today. Mike Fasano, Tax Collector of Pasco County. Thanks for being on iWork for him today. And Gary Joyner, thank you so much. Property Appraiser of Pasco County. Thanks for being on the air. I just hope that you, our listeners, were encouraged today to hear that, okay, yes, you can serve God. This can be your ministry, working in government service anywhere in the country. What an opportunity it is. And boy, I would have loved to ask Mike Fasano the question, hey, how did you keep straight on the straight and narrow as a legislator? But we'll have to ask that question on the next show. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.